All right, Pastor Steve, come on up and share with us a little bit. And let's let the folks hear how their prayers were answered this summer. Amen. So if you are on, if you were in, on either of the trips to Swanton or to Canada, to Saskatoon, we'll stay alliterated, uh, come on up at this time. They may have all not come tonight because I told them this morning that they were to, to come. Some of them I'm expecting to talk. So, yeah. All right, so here we have our faithful crew. If you just take your Bibles and turn to 1 Thessalonians chapter 1, as we kind of get up here and orient ourselves, just wanted to read a few verses uh, that are relatively self-explanatory, but I think you'll understand from the theme from Wisconsin to just right here in Ohio to all the way in Saskatoon, Saskatchewan. Try to say that three times fast. We should probably all do that together. I wanted to do that to you. But anyway, um, it is a testimony going forth from you all. And so 1 Thessalonians chapter 1, uh, verse 2, We give thanks to God always for all of you, making mention of you in our prayers, constantly bearing in mind your work of faith and labor of love and steadfastness of hope in our Lord Jesus Christ in the presence of our God and Father, knowing, brethren, beloved by God, his choice of you. We all enjoy that, don't we? For our gospel did not come to you in word only, but also in power and in the Holy Spirit and with full conviction, just as you know what kind of men we prove to be among you for your namesake. And that is a testimony of a disciple-making church, that these guys know the kind of people you are. And so they're trying to be imitators of that. You also became imitators of us and of the Lord, having received the word in much tribulation and with joy in the Holy Spirit, so that you became an example to all the believers in Macedonia and Achaia, for the word of the Lord has sounded forth from you, not only in Macedonia and Achaia, but also in every place your faith toward God has gone forth, so that we have no need to say anything. And think about Saskatoon and Wisconsin and even right here in Ohio. For they themselves report about us what kind of reception we had with you. Now you turn to God from idols to serve a living and true God and to wait for his son from heaven, whom he raised from the dead, that is Jesus, who rescues us from the wrath to come. So I'm going to let those verses speak for themselves in terms of the opportunities that you've allowed us to be an influence into the churches abroad. And we, we are actually going to be showing our presentations from the website on purpose tonight to let you know, just to kind of give you a little not-so-passive-aggressive hint that we do try to keep our church family informed uh, more, more than not uh, through our website. And so if you scroll down to the church family highlights section, uh, you'll see a record of the uh, recent trips that we took and the recent opportunities in ministry that we have. And so we'll go through... Uh, there's the ultimate challenge there. You've got Grace Bible Day Camp. I'm doing this on purpose. It's on page two. Grace Bible Day Camp kind of takes over the website for a little bit, uh, as you can imagine. It takes over our lives, uh, but it takes over children's lives too, and we appreciate that. And so it's our first trip that we went on this summer. I believe it was in June. Is that right, guys? It was in June. That seems very long ago now, doesn't it? That's like last year almost. And so um, I'm going to go ahead and let... Graham, you come up first, and you tell us about, what, are, what did you decide? You guys were rock, paper, scissors between you and, and Simon. Are you going to tell us about, well, just come tell us. I don't have to introduce you, all right? So we went to uh, Swanton, Ohio, and Ben Michalek uh, out there in, in Grace Bible Fellowship. Is that right? Did I get that right? Um, of Swanton, and uh, it's a little church plant right outside of Toledo. And so we did a few things, and Graham's going to tell us a little bit about what we did and the blessing, right, that he learned. So go ahead, Graham. Okay. Uh, yeah, so uh, we went to Swanton, and um, we started off with quite uh, canvassing. We, I don't know exactly how many hangers we did. We ran out. Yeah, we were. That was a blessing. I think it was like 600 or something. At least. Yeah, so we had this like a uh, tag team leapfrog cool little Thing. We had a van. We were driving around the uh, neighborhood. Um, 
and uh, after that we did a bunch of general cleaning, vacuuming, sweeping uh, inside the building, and then we also did um, power washing of the deck, painting of the deck and the, um, the foundations. Uh, so that's all we did uh, there, or what we did there. And uh, I think uh, a blessing that you know spoke to me was just like the size uh, of of this church. Uh, I mean, I don't usually think of our church as very big, um, but their church was you know very small. There's like a space in the in the uh, sort of second or uh, basement floor. I could actually, you know, touch my head to the ceiling, which I, you know, can't do anywhere here. So, um, it, it it just blessed me uh, because, uh, you know, there's a whole lot of people here. We, you know, we need a new building at some point, uh, and I don't know how big uh, their church family is. We never saw it, but um, it's just it really blesses me the size of our church, at least in comparison to theirs. And uh, yeah, I'm just. We also got to, um, sorry, close to the microphone, okay. Um, well, this is loud. <laughs> it's not as loud out there, don't worry. Oh. Unless you're me, then it's worse. Yeah. yeah. We also got to help with the youth outreach, um, and that was really good. I think we played some games, ate some food, which is good for us teens. But we also, um, I think it was Pastor Ben, he, was, he gave us the challenge, which I appreciated that. But I think we had, was it six visitors? Yeah. Yeah, I, I thought that was great. For a youth group of one, Definitely. that was very yeah. good. Yeah. That's like 700% increase or something. You're the mathematician. 600, yeah, 500, right. around there. <laughs> um, but and then Pastor Steve asked me to share something that I learned. I actually I got to spend a lot of time with the younger guys in our youth group, and that's something that I don't normally get to do. Um, in previous years, I've gone on other missions trips, and I've got to, got to spend a lot of time with older older folks. But I, um, I really enjoyed getting a chance to meet some younger guys, and I appreciated that. All right. So if you if you went on the Swanton trip, raise your hand so they know who of this group. And there's plenty. There's a few more. They're just not all here tonight. Some of them had other uh, obligations or are helping elsewhere. But so anyway, so it was indeed a blessing, and we got everything accomplished and more that Pastor Ben wanted to, and had a great opportunity to, to minister to some teens. And we were supposed to take this picture out, but it just so happens that in between here and, and Swanton, Cedar Point exists. So I, we found that on the way. Who would have thought? But that's a little dirty secret of a youth pastor. All right. And the next trip was... Uh, to Canada, we go. Saskatoon. Does anybody know where Saskatoon is? Do you want me to pull it up on a map for you? Would that be kind of fun? We'll do that. I didn't know where, I didn't even know such a place existed. Can I hit maps here? There we go. I'll show you where Saskatoon is. Saskatoon. Look at I remember how to spell it and everything. All right, there it is. I'll do satellite view. That's all, maybe. Yeah. That'll be better. Dark. All right, there's Saskatoon. And so it's way, it's almost near Alberta, right? So, oh, little, did I make you dizzy? Good. Okay, there, we're loading. There we go. Yeah, so still loading. Maybe I need to go back to maps so you can get a little bit better of an idea. So there it is. Can you see that? You can see that sort of. So Montana, North Dakota, it's still kind of, mid-Canada, like right in the middle there, but way in prairie land. So that was kind of fun. Um, but why don't we go ahead, I'm going to go ahead and, and chat through these pictures real fast, and then I'll have you guys come up, okay, and do that. Um, and so this is the group that went. So if you're here tonight, raise your hand so they can see you. So right there in the middle, uh, those four. And then we also had Seth Hobie, and he couldn't make it tonight. Uh, but that's right outside the camp, um, and this is this is kind of the core crew. Uh, we made up the the counseling and the speaking staff for the week of of, of a camp. Um, there were five churches that held a camp together. They rented out a Lutheran camp, 
and um, they had a teen camp at the beginning of the week and then a family camp, so adults, um, towards the end of the week, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. And the others that you may not know here are some of the other helpers that came from the other churches uh, for the week, uh, dear friends now. Um, and that's them trying to cover up the Lutheran uh, sign. Um, so it's a good thing that we don't have captions on some of these public images and public live streams. Oh, well. So that's us again. Uh, so that's Juliana. Why don't you come, Juliana, and tell us a little bit about your experience. This is her faithful four, right? Yeah. Yeah. So that's very cool. So I was in charge of the junior girls, and yeah, I only had four, but... With only four girls, I was able to get to know each of them better. And even though they were all young, try to have like a personal relationship with them. And I got to pray with them before bed and try to be an example of Christ to them. Um, I was really blessed by the girls in my cabin as I learned new things about each of them every day. Um, so I was able to work with them on being with them, listening to them, and talking to them about God. And by the grace of God, I was able to have some counselor time with each of them since I only had four. And... Um, I had to help a girl with the assurance of her salvation by talking to her about how you get saved if you remember when you got saved and telling her about how I got over doubting my salvation and just reading her verses about assurance from the Bible. Even after trying to help her, I went to Pastor Brad, which was the pastor that we went to for Salton, and I met Saskatoon with his daughter Abigail since she stayed in our cabin at night with us and he told us to have Abigail talk to her about the situation. Later, after Abigail talked to her, she said that she helped, that I helped her with it, and she knows for sure that she's saved now. I'm so thankful that for God's provision in that situation, helping me have the right words to say to her. Um, I also led songs from kids second grade and younger, and during this time, it was just really cool to see what they all knew about God and got to hear all their like really good questions and how good they paid attention for how young they were. And our last night there with all the, this is during the family camp, we were all had a campfire in this big like teepee building that they had. And it was just really cool and inspiring and amazing time just singing praises to our Lord. And at that very moment, I just felt so close to God and I can't even put into words how awesome that feeling was. Even though I didn't know any of those people personally before I came to that camp, I really felt a close bond with them during that time since we were all together as believers in Christ. I just give all the glory to God for everything he does and in the most awe-inspiring and amazing ways he is working in my life. Juliana, would you ever thought that you would lead singing? No. I didn't think so. That's what I read from her face the first time I told her she was leading singing. And so I think two of the four went to a Catholic school, correct? In your group. In Canada... Um, the way that they do public schools, they actually have an option. And because uh, Catholicism had an inroad uh, at one time, uh, it is taxpayer underwritten there, uh, and you get the choice. And so that was an interesting opportunity uh, for Juliana. All right, and this is Jeremy and his cool crew that did not capsize. How about that for on the spot alliteration? Come on, Jeremy, come on over. Yeah. Hello. Um, so I was a counselor of junior boys. I had 12 of them. So that was, that was like a... And he did an amazing job. Yeah, I was pretty good. So I had, um, <laughs> I had, uh, it was like fourth through sixth grade here at Grace Bible Day Camp, except it was like all day and for night. a few, yeah, and night. So it was, it was fun. Um, so we had like chapel and I had to like, control them all during then. And we had counselor time. So the first two days we went like straight out of the book. I think Brandon made it, I'm pretty sure. And then, um, he did, yeah, Brandon made it. And then the last day I kind of went away from the book because I could tell I was losing them the first two days. So I like studied it a little bit the night before. So then they could, like I made it a lot quicker for them because you know, they wanted to like go fight with sticks and stuff like that. So. Tried to hurry it up a little bit, but still get the uh, point across. Then I helped lead the songs, uh, which I was interesting because I didn't know any of the songs but before this week. So I learned a lot of new songs too. That was cool. Um, so it was a blessing to me. We instantly felt like we knew everyone there. Like I think it's because we're all saved, so we all have that in common already. But like we're still talking to Abigail, um, Pastor Brad's daughter. And right when we got there, we got there at like 
<laughs> we got there at like 1 p.m. there, I think, right? So it was like 1 p.m. there, right? When we arrived? So it was like 3 here, right? It was late. Um, yeah, it was like 1 a.m. Yeah, but so it was like 3 here. Yes, yes, 3 a.m. So it was like 3 a.m. here, so we were all tired, but we still like... Oh, did I say that? My bad. Okay. So then we had a uh, the singing thing on Friday night in the TP building. Oh, I don't have it in my background. It was in the background of Juliana's picture. Um, but there, uh, how's my chair? Um, oh, I remember. So it felt like everyone who was there wanted to be there. I think that was part of like why we felt so close to everyone. And then also all the songs we were singing were hymns, and everyone sounded like they were they meant what they were singing. So that was a huge blessing. And then it was good to hear uh, Pastor Steve preach. He preached on leadership, which um, he did a little bit in Life App a little while ago. But now, like, I'm in the top two years of the youth group. So it, it was just different than it was before, because before I was like, oh, I'll be there in a little bit. But now it's like I'm kind of there. Like, I got to lead the younger kids in the youth group. So it was, it was good to hear Pastor Steve with that again. And then it was a blessing to seek out work in children. Some of them were like they wanted to get through the lesson and the um, counselor time because they wanted to go play, which I mean that happens when you have nine and eleven year olds like that age group. But some of them were super focused, and it was a huge blessing to me to be able to uh, have those kids like answer questions and get other kids to uh, focus a little bit more. And then this is my last thing. Uh, so the sovereignty of God and choosing the people, like Juliana leading the songs, and then Seth and Jude both taught, and they all did a fantastic job, and I think everyone who went, got, uh, God definitely chose, because it was, you just tell everyone was there for a reason. That's all I have. Thank you very much, Jeremy. So Juliana and Jeremy uh, led the younger crew as counselors, and then um, every good camp needs a good game guy. And so Lincoln was our good game guy, right? So come on up, Lincoln. Tell us what you learned. Do you have that ready to go in your phone, or do you need? Yep. Me? Okay, no, good. I mean, you got. Oh, you got to print it out. Um, so yes, I was the game guy. I was the piano guy too. I was um, rec staff, so I set up games. I used a lot of the games that uh, we did um, for Grace Bible Day Camp in previous years. Um, a lot of them from this year. Um, there were a couple things that I noticed in this camp that really blessed me. Um, first was the music and worship, and the people the people that sang them really meant them. Um, the people that sang the songs really meant them. The uh, the director um, took this took the worship very seriously. It was it was something he tried to he tried to get it across to the kids as best he could that um, this that um, although it may not feel right, although you may not want to do it, it's worship to God, and that's, and that's, that's what it's about. It's not, it's not about your preferences at that point. Um, another, another couple things that um, were a blessing to me is how well we got to know the family in just one week. It was, it was pretty incredible. In just a week, we, we developed very strong relationships with every, with every member of this family, um, the young family. And then the last thing is the testimonies and singing at the end of the week um, in the teepee. This this we met in we met for a bonfire in this place called the teepee in the camp. Um, there were testimonies and singing. Um, the it was it was very heartfelt. It felt like a family. The testimonies were the testimonies were great. They were sincere. The people the people really you could tell they loved God and they loved each other. And it was it was one of those things about having a smaller group. And it was. It was great. You could you could feel the bond between these people. That that really blessed me. And Lincoln did a great job leading games. You could tell no one left not happy. Uh, this is Seth Hobie's crew. You can see Seth right here. Can you see that wobbling around? Yep. And uh, he had what a uh, eleven or so uh, high school. And so Seth did a phenomenal job and and interacted with them uh, as a peer but as a leader at the same time and so it was a blessing to see him lead in that regard and that's Jude's group and she'll come up in a second uh, Jude had a thousand high school girls um, and only Jude could handle uh, this crew this was a quite a diverse crew and uh, it was a blessing um, to have Jude and Jude was Johnny on the spot as a blessing 
Uh, we had some personnel changes on the trip about a week or so ahead of time, and uh, Jude was willing to jump in, jump in Jude, and um, <laughs> I tell you what, someone mentioned just the providential reality of those who went. My friends, that is a true statement. Okay, can I just, anyway, God's fingerprints were all over that for so many reasons, and um, I just want to take a second to say, working with Jude and the other ladies, I think Rhonda's been here the longest, and then Donna and Jude and Courtney, guys, we are blessed. We're just blessed to have those folks uh, just ministering here. And, and that's not to discredit anyone that's not full-time here, but I'm just saying those who are, um, what a blessing, and certainly those who aren't, okay, but, but just, a, just a tremendous blessing, um, and so I just praise the Lord for that. Anyway, that's, that's really Jude's personality right there and her crew, uh, so a little bit of a, the t uh, chapel times in the morning, uh, sat there going through uh, the devotional book that Brandon helped put together. The places where they fell asleep, Brandon, that's where I edited. So don't worry about that. All right? Um, there's just Jude uh, wrangling them in and, and getting them going. Uh, we had an afternoon uh, discussion time every, every afternoon and uh, really let the kids drive that. And we had a, a matrix, and some of you are familiar with that by now, but... What does God say, the theology of it? What do I think about it, the philosophy of it? And then what do I do about it, the practice of it? And so we use that matrix and, and let them drive that uh, with guidance. And so that was a blessing and a unique opportunity there. Um, there's Lincoln with the megaphone. Every game guy needs a megaphone. And uh, so just a few other pictures here. And and just want you all to see the teepee. I think we have a picture of the teepee that's been mentioned a few times. It's so cold at night that sometimes you need more than a fire, you need a teepee. That, that was it in the background right here. I think we have an interior picture, maybe. Uh, maybe not. There's Jude, a lot of selfies. <laughs> I obviously did not approve this picture, uh, but nonetheless. That is just water in there, just so you know. That was just for the picture. You gotta always have one of those goofy pictures. All right, so I guess we don't have the TP, uh, but we do have some smiles. All right, Jude, you come, give us your testimony, and then we'll be done. So you guys went for ice cream. <laughs> that was that was when you went. Remember? remember I didn't were, know that. Remember when you went to bed? Right. Right. Yeah, that was. No. She wasn't feeling well at the end of the trip. Oh, okay. Yeah, that that did happen right. the last day. Yes, I got sick. Um, so when I, secret. yeah, sorry, I forgot about that. So, uh, when I left here to go there, I knew two verses of, uh, I may never march in the infantry, um, yeah. or two versions, I should say the, the American one, I suppose, and the Mexican one. And then now having left, I know eight versions, including the Canadian one, which they're dying to perform for you right now. But let's just say it says, uh. I'm in the Lord's army, eh? It says, so, anyway, maybe you can catch them in the hall and they'll do that for you. Notice I said they. Um, so, on the way out, I was able to um, actually have a witnessing opportunity in the plane with a Sikh dentist who was headed from Minneapolis to uh, Saskatoon. His wife's a dentist in Pittsburgh, and um, he was, he's actually been a dentist in India for 10 years, but he had to retake everything in Canada, so we had a good conversation. I was able to pull out the Bible and show him John 14:6. Um, he did reject that, but uh, it was an opportunity, so I praise the Lord for that. Um, I did have one-on-one -on -one time with each of the 14 young ladies in the cabin. There was another pastor's wife there who uh, took the seven youngest girls on one side of the cabin. It was kind of one of those suite rooms with a door in between, and I took the seven older girls, mainly because most of her daughters were in the older group, so it just kind of gave her some time and them time to be with someone else. Um, I did not see any conversion this, conversions this particular week with the uh, teen girls, but they did open up to me. We did have some great conversations. As Pastor Steve already mentioned, the Catholic schools there are government-supported, and so that means that you have a lot of people in your cabin that are from Catholic schools, so a lot of the questions uh, have a Catholic flair to them, so to speak. So some of the questions that they were confused about, Mary worship, uh, prayers to saints, purgatory, 
Um, the ones that weren't going to Catholic school still had questions about uh, doubt and assurance, uh, how to, how to uh, handle gray areas with wisdom. We talked a lot about these types of things. Um, I believe about half of the girls were unsaved. I made some appeals during those one-on-one -on -one times. Um, but just continue to pray for those that we had a ministry to there as um, our gospel influence, Lord willing, will extend long before our visit there. Um, a huge encouragement to me personally, and it seems like we're paying each other 20 bucks after because I'm going to say some nice things about Pastor Steve after he said nice things about me. But um, I, when I came here, for those of you who don't know my background, I was 22 years old, so I never had the privilege of you know, being his peer or contemporary in the youth group, and I never came up through the youth group. So when I was in the college and career, mainly under Pastor Kent and Pastor Mike, and we know a bless, you know how much of a blessing the, they both are. But I've never really heard Pastor Steve preach um, outside of the pulpit and ne never heard him speak to young people. So um, I was particularly just encouraged by um, just what I heard, how he addressed them, and um, just encouraged it by God's grace if the Lord tarries. Just what a what an encouragement it was to my heart as a member here to know, you know, what we have, Lord willing, for the next 25, 30 years if the Lord tarries. I was very encouraged by what I saw there in that regard. Um, and he was taking on tough questions. You know, these, these uh, afternoon times, you know, they had uh, questions about music, sexuality, gender, uh, uh, more, more questions about Catholicism and, and some distinctions there. So um, just very encouraged uh, with that. Then also, um, I don't know that we've mentioned it yet, but the Monday through Thursday portion of the week was uh, your typical camp. But then Thursday afternoon, the parents came up and joined us, and then it turned into a family camp. So the parents were there Thursday night, all day Friday, and a portion of the day Saturday. So we did get to spend some time with them as well. Um, and, and that was neat, too. I got to meet several of the parents here. Their testimonies, several of them friended me over Facebook, so I definitely don't think our influence is done. Uh, in Canada by God's grace. Um, so just I just praise the Lord for all he's doing in our church and, and the fact that we're able to send a group like this and then also uh, in our Canadian brothers and sisters in Christ. So that's an encouragement to me and I hope it is to you too. And, and definitely catch these folks in the hall to, uh, to sing the A version to you. <laughs> Amen. Thank you, Jude. Um, so what an opportunity we had. That adult time we did spend going through First Thessalonians as Pastor Dun does in his seminar. And uh, had a lot of discussions during those times, or after those times, with pastors that were attending and, and other folks. And, and just, they were all very encouraged by what's going, what is happening here at Grace Church of Menor. And the quality of young people that we send uh, speaks volumes uh, to your investment and to your maturity. And so I just want to thank you very much for letting us go and uh, for praying for us and for investing in the next generation here as we get a chance to invest in others. All right, you guys may sit down and I'm gonna get this ready for Pastor Kent. All right, I'm gonna ask all our Wyoming folks if you guys could come on and sit up here in the front row. We won't make you stand uh, like the young folks. Although we had some young folk on our trip this year, which is a real blessing. And uh, we were gifted these wonderful shirts from our host, uh, Pastor York, and his dear wife, Teresa. And it was a real delight. I'm going to give you guys a chance to say a few things uh, here in a minute. Um, you know, one of the things I've been thinking a lot about lately is the idea of help. And... Uh, you know, help is something that God wove into uh, the order of creation before the fall. Uh, one of the things that became readily apparent is Adam needed help. And, uh, and God created for him help, a suitable help, a help that was equal unto his need. This was a very um, appropriate kind of help, which is obviously the best kind. God is said to be our helper. Uh, Jesus helped. We know the Holy Spirit has the title of helper. He's the one who is sent to us to be our helper. Um, and the Holy Spirit obviously gifts the church with a special gift called helps. And uh, uh, that gift is to function 
to make sure that we have the same care for each other and that we stay unified. Uh, and so long before there were prop, uh, apostles, prophets, administration, all the other gifts, there's a need for help. And these men and gals came and, and, and we helped. Arch Ministries is about helping. And it's really fundamentally that simple. Uh, and we're interested in helping our fellow brothers and sisters in Christ in local churches. And uh, we had the opportunity to do that. And the first picture you have up here is us doing what we do best on trips, and that is eat. And uh, one of the things we love to do is we're going out to help, to be hopefully an arm of the Holy Spirit. We, we enjoy the fellowship. And this is sort of, we had landed by this time. We, it was a, we went, uh, flew into Salt Lake. We were ministered in Pinedale, Wyoming, uh, to Pastor uh, York. And uh, he was in the midst of building a house, was trying to do it his own, on his own, and winter was a-coming. And uh, his siding was far from being done by the time we got up there. Um, so um, this is the house. Uh, it's a beautiful home, and uh, it sits out there just as you would think in Wyoming. Had a beautiful view of the mountains and behind it. Uh, Pastor York uh, was retired and uh, was planning just to kind of hunt and fish and minister as he was able. But this little church called him out of retirement and asked him to be their pastor. So he's kind of in the middle of lots of things there. And so it was our joy and delight to help out. Um, I'll just kind of, uh, gals and guys alike helped. And uh, uh, we all uh, sort of found where we fit best, as helpers typically do. And... Uh, Somewhere high up, somewhere, you know, as the good book says, and low I am with you. Some of us stayed low, <laughs> others went high, and, uh, and just lots of different opportunities we had. There's Pastor York there. You'll see a picture of him. Uh, he had said nobody had ever done anything like this for him uh, in all of his years of ministry. So it was a great joy and delight to come and lighten his load and to encourage him. Uh, so that was a real blessing. Um, so that being said, uh, it's been a joy and delight to be a help. And as you guys obviously give, uh, we're able to go. Uh, it's, uh, we all pay a little bit, but we don't pay all of it. Uh, the church does help fund, some, at least when we hit the ground, the transportation. And so we appreciate uh, the opportunities that you have given us. So I'm going to hold there and I'm going to ask a couple of the guys if they would just come up and share a little bit of what uh, they learned or what the Lord impressed upon them. Um, in the mornings we start out with a devotional time and um, yeah I've got exactly a certain amount of time because these guys keep me on track. We're there to work and uh, I can't you know go long. I'm told that very quickly. Maybe they're clock watchers. So we had the opportunity just to sort of review First John, the question of assurance and where we are in relationship to that. We always we start out our trips, our teams, with the good news about the good news. And uh, we had the opportunity to spend some time in prayer, talking about uh, and, and praying for people who the Lord has laid on our hearts in our own sphere of influence. And it's just good to hear where, where our team was in relationship to that as they... Uh, as we were away in Wyoming helping somebody, our hearts certainly were back here at home thinking about those who have yet to trust Jesus Christ as their Savior in our families and in our neighborhoods. So we started out that way, and we got into um, our, our, our little study on First John. But after that, we pretty much launched into work. And uh, we had a lot of long days. It was very warm um, for a good portion of it. It was very cold in the morning, got very hot and sunny in the afternoon, a dry heat. And, uh, but the Lord allowed us to accomplish much. So I'm going to open it up to you all. Frank, could you come on up here and say something? Now, these guys don't like to say a whole lot. They're, you know, our gift is helping. But come on up here, Frank. I'm going to kind of do what Pastor Steve did while you're talking, just go through a few more pictures, okay? Well, what I guess what I learned, the first thing I learned is what he just said about um, when we arrived there, I packed for winter because it's 7,000 feet, and I thought it was going to be cold. Yeah. And it was. It was about 38 degrees when we arrived on the scene at the house about 7 o'clock in the morning. And by 10 o'clock in the morning, we were pe I was peeling everything off because it was 80 
and the sun was pounding on us all day long. And it just, I never expected that. Uh, the, the other thing that, that I really learned was when, when you jump into a project something like this, uh, pictures don't give it the, the whole story of, of the, what we were actually doing there. Uh, it was a lot bigger than, than I expected it to be, and especially the amount of siding that we needed to put up. And the, one testimony for all the people that were on this trip and all the people that I worked with there, we worked safely and we worked until we almost got it 100% completed. There was just a couple of boards that needed to, to finish, the last couple of finishing pieces. Uh, but fortunately, we're all, we're all sitting here other than, you know, I have all my fingers. I was working on the saw. Pastor Kent was um, on top of me the entire time because he would catch me when I would make him. Um, Twice. <laughs> Out of a million cuts. You know, when you cut a piece of wood, you can't put it back together. So it's very fortunate that he was watching over me that I didn't make those mistakes. But it, it, the project went great. The people that we worked together, great. Um, and you know what? Um, honestly, for the most part, other than seeing people, seeing them here on a Sunday morning, uh, Jim I've, I've worked with before, but the other people, other than seeing him here, yeah. I really didn't know him. And we really, I really got to know people that is, it, now they're, it's just a, truly a blessing to, to be able to share some time with them. We need a youth movement on our missions trip, so so we need some more young people. Caleb, I know you're good at this stuff. We need all you, Dominic, all you guys coming out on these work trips. Dan, tell them how wonderful it was and how glad you were to spend with a bunch of older guys. It really, it really was a blessing to go, and I think anyone who was like behind the scenes, have, I know Phil did a lot and wasn't able to go, so thanks, Phil. Um, um, to just go off what Frank was saying about getting to know people, there was a wide range of how much I had known people on this trip from knowing me my whole life to, I don't know if I had met Dave before, and it was, it was really great to meet Dave. He's a good guy, and, and just to get to know every everyone on that trip a little more. Um, a big part of it for me was was Pastor York. He was, he was, such a fun guy to be around. Just a pleasure, a blessing to be around, and it was really cool to see, um, how this is like his home. So it would be easy to be real controlling, but immediately kind of got the idea where the brains were and he kind of just let people take over. And um, we're blessed with some really talented people. It was crazy to see how within just a few minutes of being there, it seemed to me how there was just a plan of how everything was going to happen. And, and there were people who, when we left, were thinking about how the next day was going to look. And I didn't have to worry about that at all. It was just... Yep, so that was really nice. And so, Pastor York, just a balance between getting out of the way and, and letting the helpers help, but then also he was there every day doing just as much work as us. He got there, I think the last day he got there at like 5.30 in the morning or something, so he was very, very involved, and at the same time um, kind of just let go and let, let the workers work, so that was really cool. Thank you. Another neat thing about working in a small little community, uh, the whole community of Pinedale, or well not the whole of it, but a good portion of it knew that we were coming, and throughout the week people would stop by, and Pastor was very quick to introduce us and to allow us to tell a little bit of our story. I think his goal was to obviously encourage people in, in their walk with the Lord. We had one particular plumber who was with us all week and had the opportunity to just talk with him a little bit about the Lord and where he was and he was, again, one of those guys who really wasn't interested, but he certainly had an affinity for Pastor York and was kind of hanging around, and, and so that was a joy and a delight as well. So it would be good to hear from one of the girls. Courtney, Jude already talked, Courtney. <laughs> well, Jude always has bullet points. Or Jude, either one of you. Or why don't you come up together? Is that good or whatever? Good, good. We, we need gals, too, on these trips. Very, very helpful. I did a wardrobe change, so maybe you don't know it's me again. <laughs> um, 
And I only have bullet points because I think you told me to prepare something, <laughs> so uh, in my defense. Um, so in case you didn't see the background, the, the, um, the photo bomb, in the, in the picture of Courtney and I, there was a photo bomb of a uh, moose. Yeah, where was oh, that? that was it was back, back several. Way, way, way. There it no. was, oh, right there. I don't know if I don't know. first yeah. day. Yeah, first th day this right me. here. Oh, it looks like. Yeah, it's a moose. Courtney spotted that. You spotted that, right? Yeah. So, um, and and then I only have one more comment to make on the pictures. I actually put some of these stones up, and they didn't fall back down. So, that's me in the blue. If you can't tell, I have a hat on. Um, okay. Uh, that's enough about my work because that's about the extent of it. Um, so anywho, uh, we were supposed to talk about how things went. I do want to give just a, a brief background of like how we even know the York. So about four or five years ago, I began to teach uh, criminal justice online and Charity York, the daughter of the Yorks, was in my class. I ran into her, found out her dad was a pastor in Wyoming and said, hey, do you know this guy, this guy, this guy, and this guy? And she said, oh, those are all my dad's fishing buddies. And I said, Okay, is he like-minded? Yes, okay, great. You know, and then invited him to Florida. He came down to Florida, and then that's how, you know, we got connected. So um, it's a good thing you're all sitting down because I was asked to be two years ago the um, wedding coordinator of their daughter's wedding, which, it, yeah, that's the last, first and last time I will ever do that, Lord willing. <laughs> I just got to put a Lord willing on the end because who knows, you know, but I don't plan on ever doing it again. But anyway, so I was out there two years ago, so it was a blessing to see... Um, uh, Teresa York, Pastor York's wife, who's been uh, discipling different people there. She had some updates on people that I was able to meet the first time. That was encouraging. Uh, another thing that was kind of a carryover is the first time I was there, um, I was able to get Pastor York into the jail for a tour and to meet the sheriff. And um, he came from uh, Green River, Wyoming, which is about three hours away. He was a pastor there for 30 years, extremely involved in the police department there as a um, chaplain. And so he wanted to have that same kind of involvement in the sheriff's department up there, but didn't have an in. And so I started talking about, uh, I started talking to one of the women in his church the Sunday that I was there, and um, she agreed to give us a tour. And on the tour, we met the sheriff, who he had been trying for a ton of time to get a hold of, but the Lord just allowed us being there to get, you know. So, anywho, all of that, just to be able to see him co that come full circle. He now has additional employees from the sheriff's department attending his church uh, since I was there, so that's encouraging. And um, yeah, so uh, I'm trying to think what else I have down here. Um, we were able to visit uh, Pastor Best and his wife, which is another arch pastor in the same town, Pinedale, Wyoming. Um, I think uh, both of those relationships were strengthened by us being there. Um, and if you, uh, Pastor uh, Kent also wanted me to kind of plug women on these trips. Um, if you saw how large the house was and you saw all the boards, Mrs. York stained every board herself three times before we even got there. So, and then, and then Courtney and I added a tiny bit on the end before it got nailed up, but that's, <laughs> you know, whatever. Um, and uh, let's see. Oh, and then the last thing I was supposed to say is, what have you learned? And I have learned the difference between a jigsaw and a miter saw. So that's the that's, that's what I have. All right, did you? Great. Would you like to add, Courtney? That pretty much covers it. <laughs> All right. <laughs> He's good at that. All righty. Uh, so it uh, looks like if you're interested, if you're a helper, if you're somebody who likes to help, I think an arch trip would be, wonderful opportunity for you to come alongside and be the help that God probably has gifted you to be. And uh, we'd love to have you. Lord willing, we may be headed out to California uh, after the, uh, either right before or after the, the uh, January conference. We're going to be building out a nursery wing there. There was a, was a little church up there that uh, was renting a building for $6,800 in the Oakland area, the Oakland Bay area. And uh, they were able to purchase an old moose lodge, so picture that. And uh, but they only pay 2,800 bucks a month for the mortgage, uh, so they have to, you know, yank the bar out and uh, sort of take this big building and make it into a church. But what a blessing! Uh, we did have a lot of support, as uh, uh, Daniel mentioned. Phil has been uh, often travels with us. Uh, he's supposed to have retired 10 years ago on my schedule, but he's still working at Louversall, and uh, we'd love to, but he's huge. He got all the tickets together for us, got all the, uh, uh, the, 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 dry, the, the cars and whatnot, notified us when our flight was canceled, and did a great job, and so appreciate Phil's organizational ability in relationship to that. 
And then uh, there's a lady here who will remain nameless, but was a huge help in coming and getting us at 1 in the morning or 12 o'clock at night, 1 in the morning, came along with Phil to pick us up. And that was a great, great help. So we appreciate all that. And just looking forward to what the Lord will continue to do in our own hearts as we continue to be the help uh, that God has called us to be as a church family. All right, Pastor. Uh, Jim, what was the estimated like labor value and labor costs for a job like that? Twenty to twenty five thousand. Okay, and you guys were out there how many days vested in that job? Four working days. Four working days. We were able to save them about twenty five thousand dollars. It's a big deal. The last project you were on was what? I'm going somewhere with this. If you'll hang on with me, I'm really got a serious point about. That. New York City, Tim, uh, Tim uh, Richmond's church in Queens. What's the value of that job that you guys did on his porch, his whole home, that he could never have done on his own? I'd say probably close to that. 25000 All right. What's another job that you guys have done? You were out at the... Yeah, we just went out uh, to Toledo area. To the Toledo area? there at Swanton, and then Steve went out and helped there as well. Um, Alaska. Right? 10 to 15,000. So we're at 65 to $75,000. Right? California is going to be another 25 to $30,000. Easy. Right? The reason I'm telling you that um, is because Many hands make light work. Uh, Arch Ministries doesn't have money. We just really don't. As a matter of fact, the only way that they're able to function is through our, what we call our Acts 1-8 Christmas offering. Remember those? Do you remember every year we talk about Jerusalem projects and then we talk about Judea and Samaria projects and then we talk about uttermost parts? You know the side show we do every Thanksgiving to Christmas, we're outlining who, what, how, where, a portion of the Judea and Samaria, and we divide that offering up on purpose to teach all of our people here that we believe that there's an order to that prophetic utterance that the Lord Jesus gave at the day of his ascension. You're going to be my witnesses in your own area, Jerusalem, Judea and Samaria, and then uttermost parts. And so we divide that offering up. Do you know by now? Our last three years, you guys have known the goal for that offering, and we divide it up. 50% goes to Jerusalem, 30% goes to church planting opportunities and projects, and 20% and goes to foreign missions. And the last couple years, we've put little stars all over the map of places where your gifts have gone. A very small portion of those opportunities go to support these groups, but you need to know that these folks are carrying the lion's share of the financial responsibility to go on these trips, right? Tremendous sacrifice on their part because they're not only giving up uh, their own funds, but they're also giving up their vacation times and free times. And uh, that is, uh, that's a tremendous investment in eternity. These pastors, their own, and I'm not saying this to throw any organization under the bus, because they're all being planted by great organizations and great churches. Their own missions agencies and churches cannot do this for them. Okay. When you look at the Bible, local churches assist local churches in this way. God hasn't designed agencies to do this for people. Okay. He's designed us to do this in an interdependent way. Okay. God willing, we're going to be down at Tabernacle Baptist Church in Freeport. Right. We're going to go down there and help them do a lot of gospel work to hundreds of hurting people in the Bahamas. Folks, that's just a small sampling of all that you're doing in relationship to the text that Pastor Steve read earlier this evening from 1 Thessalonians chapter 1. Tomorrow there's going to be 56 more churches represented right here in this auditorium from 22 different states. From you sounded out the word of the Lord. Right? This is not being done in very many places. And I'm not saying that to say we're all that because all of us know we're not. 
But 1 Thessalonians 1 is, is what it is. Okay? And I will tell you this. By God's grace, you folks are doing more with no money than most agencies are doing with millions in the bank. Flat out. Praise God. And may it increase more and more. Because it's a spiritual work. Donors don't like to give to something that's invisible. Donors like to give to something that they can see and something that they can touch. Right? And old conservative money does not like to donate to something they can't see or they can't touch. Right? The development of encouraging souls, helping souls, helping pastors, 30, 40 years in the ministry, called out of retirement, don't have a home to be prepared to live in for the winter. Queens, New York, one full renovation of an outside of a house gives a pastor an opportunity to get the gospel to his old neighborhood because they're walking by in Queens and they're looking at this beautiful new paint job in front porch. And Tim is still witnessing to people that just walk by and compliment that house. You cannot put a dollar amount on that. You can't do it. The Spirit of God underpins that. Someday maybe the Lord will give us the funds and we can go viral with this kind of thing. But I praise God and I thank God for you and your eternal investment in these kind of things. And you folks and the teenagers and the teenagers' parents who write checks of money they don't even have because the eternal value of this is so worth it. Just like we're talking about in Ecclesiastes. You cannot live life on purpose without living it with eternal purpose. You just cannot do it. Okay, so thank you. Pastor Kent, Pastor Steve, you folks, humble, sweet servants, never want to be seen or heard, but investing in souls. That's uh, infinite value. Let's all stand together, close with a word of prayer, and we'll let you go home. Our Father in heaven, we love you. Uh, we thank you so much for what you just entrust us to do for the cause of our Savior. Amen. Lord, we, we are convicted. We are convicted that the Great Commission was given to the local church. This local church. And by God's grace, you've underpinned our efforts with your presence and your power because all power has been given unto you. We've been endued with that power by thy spirit. And Lord, whatever we're able to do for the advancement of your gospel by linking together with interdependent, like-minded local churches, we thank you for that opportunity. All the efforts that have been done, I know the hearts of these people who have invested time in those trips. I know the hearts of all the people who are here tonight. May the investment of their time, which is your time, and their funds, which are your funds, be used to keep the gospel torch lit in each town, in each borough, in each valley, and in each island until the Lord Jesus comes. In his name we pray. Amen. Lord bless you all. You're dismissed. Thank you for being here tonight. All right, Your if you can help with...